everyone. This is my first podcast and live streaming on YouTube. I am... Are we allowed to say our names in here? Well, I'm just going to only tell you my first name. Um, my name is Kara. I am Kyle's fiance. Okay. <laughs> Um, so I just wanted to tell you guys a little bit about myself. Um, I, let's see. Um, when I was younger, um, I didn't really have a great, you know, beginning of my life. Um, I had lived in a really ghetto, um, kind of like deserted place it was in alamo new mexico um, i was born in socorro um, the only hospital that was there was in the corner at the far end i remember growing up in a, like a really small kind of like a little town but it was it was kind of more like a like a residential area but it was like really, really, really ghetto. Um, let's see. I'm so sorry. I'm like super nervous. Um, so when I guess, I, I don't know. Hold on. Give me a minute. Okay. All right. Let's do this. Um, I had two parents growing up. My dad i never met him he was not there when i was um born in the hospital my mom was always working and um on the where, where was she working it was albuquerque um she would leave me and i think um uh, her other daughter that i really don't talk to anymore um but she's basically my blood like full-blooded sister um, her name is Tara she is actually older than I am uh, let's see so uh, I'm not really sure if anyone's watching this right now um, or listening to me uh, kind of like need some kind of encouragement but I think I'll be all right um sorry if you hear any noises in the background um it is my daughter my fiance or the movie avatar that she's watching okay let's get started um hold on a minute <laughs> okay. I think I feel like super rad right now because my fiance is watching me. It's like my first time doing this. Okay. Um, <laughs> there I go again. Yeah, you can probably count how many times I'm going to be saying that. 
Okay. So when I was growing up in this little area, I remember not really having anybody to watch me that much. I know my family members always seem to ignore me all the time. I honestly don't remember a lot of things when I was younger, but I can just kind of think of like little images um, as I was growing up. I remember there's one time when I was in the backyard. It was it's kind of like a really deserted area. It's near the mountains. It's like way back in some small area. There's like uh, Alamo right here. And as you travel all the way on the other side at the end, on the other side of the mountain, that's when that's the deserted place. I'm not sure if anyone lives in that area anymore. Uh, I know my mom who adopted me, she went and took me um, over there just to check it out. It looked like there was a couple people who were there, but I wasn't really sure because it really did look deserted, like no one was there. When I was, that's my daughter. Can you, babe? What? Changer? Yeah, please. Thank you. It looks full. And make her a baba. Okay. When I was in this place, I remember being in the backyard. I was like really small, like I think like five years and younger. And I. <laughs> Babe, I really. <laughs> He, he keeps telling me what to do. I'm getting really irritated. <laughs> like, I know what to do, but... Oh, he irritates me. Okay. So, when I was in the uh, backyard, I remember, I think it was like, there was like an ant hill, and there was like so many ants on the, uh, on the ground. And I think like one of them pinched me behind my leg, and I was crying like really badly and I guess um trying to remember like pieces of it, but I couldn't. Um they were trying to take care of me. And all I know I wasn't really like really watched when I was younger. I used to get into a lot of stuff. There is one time I know it's gonna it's gonna kinda like need to be like eighteen years or older for people to watch this because it's it's pretty gruesome. I mean, I'm only not, I'm not going to explain in detail, but I remember as a young child, um, there are a lot of things that I've experienced really young that no one ever should have to go through. Um, I remember my mom, I, she really didn't know. She was very young at that time. She, she didn't know what was really going on until it was already too late. I, all I know, she had this guy, uh, this boyfriend that she used to be with. Uh, they think, I think they still talk or whatever. I remember he, I think he hated the idea of having a, to take care of a kid that wasn't his. I, I know there was one time when I was on, when I was in a room and it was, uh, there was like a bed and, uh, 
I was tied like uh, to the bed. It, they had like it was like handcuffs on my between my ankles, and he would just have me there, and, and he would cover a blanket over my ankles. And I know my mom just came in and she was like looking for something on that bookshelf or something like that. I think I remember there was like a, she was looking for money or she seemed like she was trying to be in a hurry. And I know I was calling out to her. I was like, ma, mama, you know, and she, I feel like she could hear me, but she was choosing to ignore me. Like she didn't hear me. I was trying to let her like, I don't know. I don't, I guess, uh, where my mom, my mom's age, you know, people that she had left me behind had a really hard time trying to take care of me because they were so much into hurting me and to hating um, my existence that it came to abusing me and torturing me mentally and physically. And it really screwed me over as I grew up. All I know is that when she came into the room, I, she didn't know that there was handcuffs on my ankles. Maybe she did. I don't know. But I, there was not like a lot of good things growing up. Like uh, I had to go through. All I know is that the people who were trying to take care of me, they took all of their anger and their frustration out on me because it was, I was weak and I was defenseless. Um, I didn't have anybody to talk to or to turn to. All I know is there was this one time when I went to my, a neighbor's house and I think they had a kid up there. I'm not sure if it was like a little girl or something. We were all trying to, I guess, go into one room and they were playing pretend or whatever. And they had me do something so horrible to the girl that I still remember to this day. And I'm not sure who that was. It just... The only person I remember was the person who really affected me when I was younger was, I think it was on my mom's side of her side of the family. It might've been the, her, I'm not sure if it was her dad or something like that. I remember it was my grandpa. Um, he would really hurt me and physically, and it was just, it was just horrible. It was traumatic. And I know the grandmother knew about it and she didn't did anything to stop him from doing all the things he did. So, you know, it's, it's as a child, when you experience all these things, you think that, you know, it's, the, it's normal. And I know, I remember one time when I was in more of the openness side of town, I think this was where my grandfather and my grandmother lived was more in the Alamo area. Um, I was sitting down in front of the porch and then I was eating watermelon. Uh, everyone was having like a huge barbecue. And I, I remember I was just like really sad, really depressed. And the only thing that made me happy was just eating this watermelon. Um, I know there was one time, 
I'm skipping on to like each stage of my memory, but I know there's like more to it, but I don't want to tell everybody in details only because there might be some kids watching or something like that. But, you know, kids nowadays are actually um, really lucky to have two parents in their lives, which I want for my daughter. I want, you know, to be there for her and I want her dad to be there for her and to make sure that she lives up in a healthy lifestyle as much as, you know, she can because I never had the opportunity to do to be able to experience that you know um if there's I don't know if anyone I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one who's experienced tra- traumatic um abuse and mental abuse as a child you know there's a lot of people out there that you know still kind of have it inside themselves and still holding it, you know, still holding the grudge of like, why did you do this to me and everything like that. And there's TikTok trends, you know, some of them, they, they kind of confront their abusers, which I can't really confront my abusers because I honestly don't remember like who they are and what they look like. I know there was different occasions to where I know I was being abused and, and I couldn't do anything about it because I was, you know, I didn't, I didn't know better. I was like kind of brainwashed into thinking that it was normal. And I think that's why they came to find that it was so easy to abuse me because I didn't attack or I didn't fight back. Um, and, you know... Um, to this day, I know I, th- I know I had a lot of therapy, and I had a lot of people who, who had helped me. I know my adopted mother tried to get people to listen to my story and everything like that, and it really didn't help um, for them to really understand where I was coming from because I was very young, and I know when she adopted me, she didn't really expect me to be like a crazy, out of control child only because I've experienced those things in the past. And I know it took, a, it, you know, it took a very long time for me to heal. You know, now I can talk about it and I'm not crying. I mean, I remember there was times when I would talk about this and I would not even be able to hold a conversation. You know, I'm, I mean, I can still feel the lump in my throat talking about it, but I know that I can... I'm, you know, I'm healed a lot more now. And, you know, my abuser, um, he actually passed away. I'm not sure how long ago. I think it was a few years ago. Um, I'm not sure if I was like, when he passed away, I'm not sure if I was like super happy because I know I wanted to get the chance to confront him and talk to him and be like, why did you do this? You know, but I know it probably would just go back into like it wouldn't be better for me um, to be honest with you because he was still the same person. I've heard stories that he would, you know, try to do the same thing to my like my family members that were over there still and any uh, child that he would be in reach with or whatever. <sighs> um, but, you know, I I honestly don't know. Like I mean, I can say that I can I forgive this person that did this, but to be honest with you, I 
don't know how to feel about it because like I I've lived with this my whole life and I've you know I've had a hard time keeping with relationships um, with my family with anyone who came into my life and everyone who would come into my life I would you know they would be miserable they would not want to deal with me at all and you know maybe 10 years from now I'll be like a completely different person which I'm trying to reach that goal to actually being a lot happier than I am um I mean I'm I'm super grateful I'm super happy you know that I have like you know a car a house and all those things I've always wanted um but it doesn't seem to look like I am because like my facial expressions as you can see is just like one face and everyone's like oh my god she has the beef bf I don't know if anyone know what that is but uh yeah or the the poker face <laughs> um uh so like I guess when there was this one time um continuing on to from what I was saying from before I was at my auntie's house and my mom was there and there was like a, a few kids there I'm not sure who I was playing with all I know is uh was in outside and playing like in the tall grass whoops my bad <laughs> Uh, tall grass and I guess I thought I saw something from a distance it looked like a tiger or something like that um, and I was like oh my god oh my god look and I wasn't on top of like a plastic red chair okay you guys can hear me okay um, I was on top of a red plastic chair and I was just playing and I guess it flipped and then it you know the the leg part kind of went into my inner thigh and it led up furthermore and that's when I started bleeding out and my mom was freaking out I remember she was yelling at me and she was like why did why didn't you not pay attention like why did you do this and you know I don't know all I remember I was crying and I was it was an, I was in a lot of pain um and I was, I know I, uh, she left, I guess. I'm not sure what happened. I'm not sure where she went. All I remember, next thing I know, is I had to take care of a little infant. I was, like, I was, like, really young. You know, I was sitting on the bed in the dark, and the little baby was just right there, and I was just, I was just sitting there, and, like, in a lot of pain. And I remember there was, like, cops and a lot of uh what's it called a lot of people gathering around and they were trying to take me into the ambulance and I remember I was in the hospital and the little the lady was looking at me and she looked in you know my area um and she was just like her her face was like horrific it was hard like she was horrified um next thing I knew uh, they were telling me that I they were gonna take me somewhere and I didn't know where they were gonna take me um I wasn't I don't know I, I had like no emotion whatsoever during this process all I remember I was just in a lot of pain I was just crying and 
And I guess um, after that, my mother was outside of the hospital and then she was up against the wall. She didn't say anything to me. And I guess she, she didn't want to say goodbye or nothing. And then they put me in the back of a car and I think they were trying to have me, you know, their CPS took me away. And all I remember is that apparently I was physically abused and they, and the nurses found out that they, so, you know, someone's been abusing me. Um, not even just one person, it was multiple people. And, and um, I know that during that time, um, I wasn't able to conceive because I was, you know, very young and it really messed me up. Um, and I know when I was taken away into that car, it kind of went like black. Like, I don't remember anything after that. Uh, I know that I was in a home, like many different homes. Many people were trying to adopt me. And I know they took me back because they were like, oh, my God, she's so messed up. Like, uh, this is too much for me. I know that I, one of my the people who adopted me, they gave me like this really nice looking doll, like glass doll. And, and you know, it was really pretty. And, but for some reason, I got a Sharpie and I drew all over her face. And I don't know why I did that. And I guess they freaked out, and then they were like, okay, well, let's, let's take her back. And I know I was in a sister home. Um, I remember going into the backyard, and I guess I tripped over something, and it was like a a cactus, and the cactus went all over my hands. And I don't know, the sister, she was like, you know, taking the tweezer one by one, taking it out. And, you know, I had a suitcase and had my mom's underwear on it. You know, there was, like, a lot of clothes that I wore for my mom. It wasn't, like, normal kids' clothes. And that's kind of how, you know, my my childhood was. Like, I didn't have any toys to play with. I didn't really have any clothes that were mine. I know I wasn't potty trained. Um, there was, like, a horrible incident where I put, like, my poop all over the wall. Um, and I remember my... I'm not sure if it was my original dad or it could have been her boyfriend looking through the window telling if she was going to be like, oh, you're going to get in trouble. But, you know, I didn't know any better. Uh, I didn't know how to take care of myself. I barely even knew how to sp like speak. Any I mean, you know, I wasn't take taking care of that well. Maybe I think I might have. Uh, I know I remember when I was adopted, my my dad, now my original dad, but my adopted um, told me that I spoke three different languages. I spoke Navajo, Spanish, and English all at one time. And I know my dad, my adopted dad, he speaks Spanish, uh, Spanish, not Spanish, <laughs> Spanish real well. Uh, the only reason why he does that is because he needs to connect with his um, people that he talks to when he's over at his work. I'm not sure really what he does because we don't really, you know, we don't normally talk. All I only know is I talk to my mom more than anyone else in my family. In my family, um, so after that, I remember. I think the uh, the I don't even remember being in court, but I know. I guess I guess I gave false information to somebody, saying who my abuser was when I didn't even really know. Like, 
I don't understand how you can put like a five uh, year old kid or like, you know, someone who's younger than that to a court and be like, oh, okay, well, tell me who your abuser is. And I'm just like, well, how can they not, you know, how do they know that? I don't think really kids that age really remember anything. And, and even if they do, they must have grown up in a really good environment because I'm pretty sure I really don't remember a lot of stuff and I, it's probably for a good reason. After that, I remember, I know that the, my mom who adopted me told me that, um, that the court said that she was the only option and I had nowhere to go. So she took me in. I know there was a lot of discipline. There was a lot of correction with me that needed to be fixed. I know the di- the doctors diagnosed me with being uh, ADHD. Um, I'm not sure what else, but I know there was many factors in that. But she told me that, oh, um, you don't have ADHD. You don't have these problems. So I never had pills. I know I had to talk to, talk to some therapists only because it was manufactured in that it was uh, mandatory to be able to talk to these people. And she always told me to not tell them anything that happened at home or they're going to take you away from me. And it was, you know, I know she was doing it for good reasons. You know, I wouldn't be here if she hadn't taken care of me. And, you know, she was, even though I was going through some, going through these things, she was like a really, like a really great mother. And, you know, and I hope she stays, uh, you know, around for a while because I know she's, she's more like a grandma, you know, she's more like a grandmother because she's like, she's not like my mom's age right now. My mom's like pretty young. Um, I know she was there when I had given birth to Luna. Uh, the, the afterwards, because I know she had a lot of things to do, you know, try to take care of my niece and all that. Um, yeah, this, like, I mean, my whole life was just, you know, not really, like, that great. Um, I mean, there were some things that I remember that were pretty awesome. Uh, I'm, like, losing motivation for this this talk right now. Yeah, but for for all the people that are listening right now, I know either if you have a family member or if you know someone that's going that was going through this and they're still trying to go through it and still coping with this you know they're not alone if they want to listen to my podcast you can have them listen to my podcast and then I'll definitely tell you how to overcome it um I'm a real expert on trying to you know make sure that I get through it you know and I don't know if anyone's the same way um when when I was adopted into this um, family, I was really scared. I know it was a everything was new, you know, and there was new people. I was like, oh, you know, I'm not really sure what's going on, like the understanding and all that. I didn't know my there was a lot of discipline. My mom disciplined me in everything, every little thing. And it, it came with good, good intentions. I know there's this one time when I was so scared. She was like, she was having 
um, her kids put me down and they put down my pants and they were like beating me with a bell. And they're, you know, I, was, I remember I was screaming. <laughs> there was like, I was running around the living room. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to die. <laughs> um, but it was, it was with good purpose. I know, you know, nowadays people are like, oh my God, that's horrible. But that's just, that's just how it was when it was, you know, back in the day. That's how people would get disciplined. And uh, my discipline was crucial, but it did impact me into being a better person, you know, even though, like, mentally I wasn't ready for it, it still kind of made me strong, like a very strong person, like nothing really scares me now. I mean, the only thing that scares me is like paranormal stuff like ghosts and things that aren't there that I can't control. But if it's like a person breaking into my house, I'm going to definitely go and down, you know, and get a weapon near me and like get out of my house. There's no reason for someone to be there. But yeah, there, I mean, being this family that adopted me, um, we, I feel like, um, I feel like they, they probably would have had a great life without me, to be honest. I know I probably was there for a reason. I'm still here for a reason. It might not be me. It may be my daughter. My daughter might, you know, become the next president for all we know. I don't know. They... I know I changed. I impacted a, a lot of people's lives. I changed everyone's lives around me. I knew any person.